Hey, USA Volleyball fans, this is Clarence Hughes, co-host of the USA Volleyball Show. Here's an excerpt from John Sparrow's NTDP Academy course. Hi, my name is John Sparrow. I'm head coach for the U.S. men's national team. We're doing a course today on observations that we've made in the national team gym about collegiate players that arrive and make a transition to the professional game. What are some of the things that you can learn from our experiences that can help you prepare for that now? We don't have a pro league here in the United States, so you have to leave to go overseas, whether it's Asia, Europe, South America. Athletes typically leave sometime in August to September on average, and they leave and they're alone. They go overseas in a totally new culture, totally new environment, totally new coaching uh, experience. We've already talked about the training room and the strength conditioning. All those things are vastly different, vastly different cultures. How do you handle that? That's really a challenge for some athletes. So I think the first thing we encourage our athletes to do is embrace the experience and the opportunity to do something that's truly unique and special. If you want to hear more about our observations on how to best prepare yourself for a professional volleyball career, subscribe to the NTDP Academy at usavolleyball.org. to the USA Volleyball Show, the official podcast of USA Volleyball. This is episode 31. And of course, I'm joined by, as always, my co-host, Clarence Hughes. Clarence, where in the world are you today? <laughs> Hello. You have reached a voicemail box. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was good. Right now, uh, as we are recording this, we are in the middle of setting up Sunshine Classic Qualify right here in Orlando, Florida. It is sunny. I'm looking at palm trees. If I turn around and go downstairs, I'm also looking at forklifts and a lot of sport court being placed out on the floor, too. So it's a lot going on right now. And I think by the time this episode comes out, we'll be wrapped up and I'll be on the way to show me in Kansas City. So there we go. There we yeah. go. A little tease for next time. But yeah, so I heard there was like, is it 150, 150 courts? I think we're just over 160, actually. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. We're not even going to have room to walk. And I <laughs> uh, just over 160. I want to say 164, but don't quote me on that. So we'll stick to the one over 160 to be just to be sure. 160 courts. That's incredible. Uh, well done out there. I know that takes a lot of work. Uh, a lot of teamwork of with everybody kind of pulling their weight and, and making that event happen. So nice job. Uh, let's uh, let's jump into the news here. Uh, we'll get into this episode because we have a very exciting guest today. So let's jump into the news really quick. Uh, we had a pro beach event. Uh, they got to see several of the new partnerships that we'll see throughout the year on the sand, including friend of the pod, Kelly Chang, formerly Kelly Clays. Congratulations again, Kelly, on getting married. Really exciting. Uh, as well as her new partner, Betsy Flint, who placed fourth at the Beach Pro Tours Elite 16 Contest in Rosarito, Mexico. Emily Day, April Ross, 
as well as Sarah Hughes and Kelly Kalinske joined them in the finish, finishing top five. Over on the men's side, Shrey Bourne, Trevor Crabb, and Theo Brunner came shock, finished top 10. And uh, just a really cool event to, to be back on the sand and see those new partnerships. And speaking of seeing those new par- partnerships, our very own Kyle Scholzen was on the ground for that tournament. Kyle, can live you talk a little bit? Seat. Yeah, live live on the sand. Kyle, can you talk a little bit about being there, maybe your road trip uh, to, uh, to Rosarito? Um, how did that event go? Yeah, for sure. The event went really well. Really, it was great having an international visa event so close to the the states. A lot, most of the athletes, I think all of our athletes, uh, they all live in Southern California. And when it's just drove down, it's like a maybe a three hour drive from LA and cross the border, uh, go south in Tijuana for a little bit, and then you're there. So. It was great being so close. The athletes loved that. And then they they really enjoyed the beats. Uh, the weather was pretty good. The the sand looked really well, a little bit firm, but uh, it was an, one of the new the new format, uh, an Elite 16 uh, format. So what, like the 12 best teams in the world automatically qualify for the main draw. And then teams 13 through 28 all compete for four spots in that main draw. So, I mean, that might actually be the best volleyball tournament you will ever see. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, at least. Just absolutely deep fields and high-quality, high-quality beach volleyball all around, uh, even even for how early in the year it was. And I, if you like beach volleyball, it was a great atmosphere to do, good music, good food. I mean... <laughs> Mexico got to talk about the tacos. So, um, <laughs> I was going to ask about those. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But uh, a lot of fun. If you're if you're in the area and want to spend, I don't know, four or five days watching some of the best volleyball you'll you'll be able to see and on a on a nice beach, I I would highly recommend trying to trying to get out to one of these elite sixteen formats. It's just really really high level volleyball all day every day for for about four or five days so that's awesome yeah yes. glad you're like too, a great time yeah yeah really competitive i was kind of living through you <laughs> <laughs> just like steve just like you guys in tokyo we were living through you now you know how it feels steven <laughs> that's right uh kyle so yeah you mentioned if you're in the area for any other events what is the what's the next one on the schedule here so the elite Next Elite 16, oh, now you are testing me. Um, <laughs> let me pull up that website. Um, actually, when this goes out, the next uh, Pro Beach Tour will be a um, uh, help. Uh, there are actually a couple April 14th to the 17th. One in Thailand, lots of futures, kind of like your entry okay. level international tournament. And then another pretty good one in uh, uh, a challenge level in uh, Itapema, um, Brazil, where you're going to see a lot of the same teams um, compete. So that will be another good one. You can yeah, follow along on our on our websites at USA Beats on Instagram and we'll. Uh, We'll keep you well informed of what's going on there. Brazil, one of the 
meccas around the world of beach volleyball. So that will be really, really exciting to watch that one. Uh, thanks, Kyle, for that report from Rosarito. That was uh, really insightful and, and glad that you were able to be there on the ground uh, with our beach team. So that's really cool. No, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, no, thank you guys for letting me on. Of it's course. also just so interesting to talk about the world of beach volleyball and how we do it here in the United States and how it is internationally. And you really see the levels and layers to how complex it is to, <laughs> you know, just end up being able to represent your comp your, your company. Wow. Country at the uh, Olympic and Paralympic Games. And it's just exciting that we get to see a, a lot of this live action, new pairs, new new tournaments, new formats, all in this new quad coming up here, which is a three year quad. You know, we got a little uh, shorter, shorter way, sh shorter shorter way along the yellow big road this mm -hmm. time too yeah. but you know speaking of beach tours and speaking of beach volleyball uh you know just a reminder uh we talked about a little bit last podcast but fort lauderdale right mm -hmm. here not right here i'm in orlando but you know right here in florida in fort lauderdale uh we'll be hosting the 2022 beach national championship on july 26th through the 28th teams can earn bids to national championship by competing in the beach national qualifiers or beach regional qualifiers so those are brqs or bnqs across the country as part of the usa volleyball beach tour more than 400 teams competed in the 2021 uh, championship in the tour across the board also in Fort Lauderdale, really fun event last year. I'm so glad I got to go just film it and be a part of it. It was amazing. So again, really excited to return there this summer and we'll see you there. And if you guys are looking for more information where you can find out more about the tour, go to usavolleyball.org to find out more. I just realized my mic wasn't plugged in this whole time. So sorry, Curtis. Hopefully Curtis it sounds a little bit Hopefully it sounds a little better right now. It's about to throw a rock at you through the, through the podcast. Oh, this just in, breaking news. Steven's also going to talk about his mustache uh, care routine, what he, go, what oh he puts gosh. into it day-to-day, uh, -day, how he cuts it, how he trims it, how he maintains it, care, and all that stuff. So go ahead, take it away, Steven. Yeah, that's a tease for next episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. <laughs> no, it's really simple. It's really simple. Just a little shampoo in the shower. And then uh, I trim it every probably once a week. I try to because it gets a little out of hand. <laughs> uh, but no, no, no real products in it. When I had the beard, though, I don't think you ever knew me when I had a big beard, but I had to use a lot of products for that. Kind of high not, maintenance. Looks high like maintenance. you're looking for a hair care sponsor right now, too. So <laughs> any, any sponsors out there looking, uh, Steven is available. There you go. There you go. Uh, enough mustache talk. Let's uh, move on to our episode here. Today is a very, very exciting episode. We met up with today's guest uh, a few weeks ago back at the 2022 U.S. Women's National Team Open Program in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, we were very lucky. She was able to make some time for us um, in her very busy schedule that weekend. Unfortunately, Clarence, you had to miss it. I don't want to talk about it. Honestly, you keep a very busy I'm schedule too. I'm so. signing off, you guys, and I was <laughs> I'm so sad. I missed it. Oh, you were so upset. I know you just missed it too. Like as soon as you left, probably like 10, 15 minutes later, uh, we sat down with our guest. Oh, man. Uh, but enough, enough teasing, teasing our guest. You probably already seen it in the episode title. But we have none other than Tokyo 2020 Olympic gold medalist. U.S. women's national team opposite a dominant force on the court, 
none other, the one and only Jordan Thompson. Uh, since Clarence was uh, a little busy, he had to go coach. Uh, I was able to sit down with Jordan and had just such a great conversation with her. Um, she's just a joy to talk to. And again, just really lucky that we were able to pull her away from her duties that weekend and just have a conversation with her. Uh, but that's enough from us. Let's dive right into our interview with U.S. Women's National Team opposite and Olympic gold medalist Jordan Thompson. Appreciate you taking the time to um, sit down and talk with us. Yeah. I know you're kind of all over the place this weekend, <laughs> so it's a busy weekend for you. But really appreciate you sitting yeah, down with us. Yeah. So, uh, just you know, wanted to kick this off. How are you feeling? Are you are you doing okay? Um, I know we all know you had the ankle injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a frustrating recovery. I actually yeah. broke both my ankles. Oh my uh, <laughs> So I know a little bit. I'm not an elite yeah. athlete like you, but I know a little bit about the rehab yeah. of it. But just wanted to check in on you. Yeah, I'm doing a lot better now. Um, Rehab has been going really well. And so I'm happy to be on a really good path and feeling healthy and strong and confident. So... Yeah. I know it's it's really good to see you walking around and uh, enjoying all the the volleyball that's happening this weekend. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, great to see you walking and, yeah. and doing well. Thank you. Uh, first, yeah, another you know just congratulations on winning the gold medal Thank this you. this summer. Uh, such an amazing accomplishment for the women's program uh, and yourself as well. But you know what was that feeling? Those emotions uh, standing on top of the podium and getting that gold medal wrapped around your neck. Yeah, it was. I mean, just such an incredible moment. And I've shared this before, but um, a few days before the gold medal match, I was actually in my room in the village journaling and just reflecting on my journey so far at the Olympics. And I was just sitting there and I just got this image of us like holding hands and like stepping onto the podium and then getting our gold medals. And so then to like live that out, um, it was so beautiful. And I was just in that moment kind of thinking of everybody that had helped me along my journey and, you know, been really influential and, um, had a really big impact on my career. And so I felt like that moment was for all of those people and just the part that they played in my journey. And so I felt really happy to not only make history with, you know, the national team and do that, but also to hopefully make those people proud. Yeah. Who are some of those people? Um, I think about my first coach in high school, um, Jackie. She was amazing. And I think she's the first person who really saw potential in me and um, invested time in me and really poured a lot into me. Um, And so and then just my coaches throughout the rest of my high school career. And then, of course, my college coaches, they played a really big role in, you know, sending me to the open program and um, helping me just get into the USA pipeline and stuff like that. And of course, my family. And I think of my grandma who um, always told me that I was going to go to the Olympics one day. And I was (laughs) like, okay, you don't know anything. Um, (laughs) But, you know, she passed away in 2015 and obviously wasn't able to see me at the Olympics. But, um, you know, I know that she's somewhere smiling and um, 
really, really proud. And so I was happy to um, just be able to make that like full circle connection. Yeah. I'd like to think she, she knows too. Yeah. And she's telling you, I yeah. told you so. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I told you so. You made a perfect segue there talking about your experience at the open program and those people that got you to that moment. And obviously that's why you're here this weekend. It's going to help out with that and talk mm-hmm. to some of the athletes here. Um, can you talk a little bit about your memories and experience from participating in the open program? Yeah. I remember always being so excited to come and just compete with some of the best athletes in the country and girls that I've been watching throughout the tournament and, you know, just throughout the season. And so I always would get really pumped up and really excited. Um, definitely a little bit nervous because I knew that, um, it was a big deal to come here and I really wanted to perform well. Um, but yeah, it's been awesome so far being back and just seeing, you know, feeling like I was, I was just here not too long ago and, um, you know, seeing the girls now and just how talented they are and how much they're just, you know, competing so hard. And so I'm really happy to just be back here and be able to support them. You've been doing some, some Q and A's too, with some of the women here competing, Mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, earn that spot to represent their country and uh, earn a spot in the national team gym. What are some of the questions that you're getting asked or, you know, what, what are you talking to the athletes about? Yeah, it's a lot about, um, I think just a journey from after you get done with college, what does it look like after that? And if you want to pursue professional volleyball, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? And, um, you know, how do you find an agent and how do you continue to get exposure and grow and, um, just figure out your journey when you're playing professional volleyball. And so a lot of the questions just had to do with that and kind of, um, you know, what are next steps you should be taking and, um, kind of just how to get to, you know, the point that you want to be in your career and having these goals and figuring out the best path. And so it's been really cool to share my experience. And something that I'm really passionate about is I think bridging that gap between collegiate volleyball and professional volleyball, because you kind of, you end your career in college and then you don't really know a lot of like, well, what are some good agents to reach out to? What, what countries should I be looking at based on my skill level and where I want to be? And, um, so I think to be able to help bridge that gap has been really important for me and I want to really be a good resource for those women. Awesome. Yeah. I've, uh, noticed when you led the, the USA breakout, uh, with all the women around you in that first Q and a session, they, all their eyes lit up because it's like, this is Jordan Thompson <laughs> leading the USA chant. Uh, just such a cool moment for them. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, it's just really cool that you're here and you're able to kind of, like you said, bridge that gap yeah. from, there's not a lot of information about, right. um, what comes after college volleyball. Mm-hmm. That was really cool to hear you talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are some of the highlights that you remember from your experience? Uh, anything that sticks out, like, I don't know, Karch calling on you for a question or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The food here at the cafeteria. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the food is actually so good. That's yeah. one thing mm-hmm. I always remember. Um, the food was always amazing. And I remember, um, I think just like really being in awe and kind of like starstruck by all of the players and feeling really like lucky just to be able to compete with them and learn from them. Um, and then, you know, whenever Karch 
comes up to ask you a question or talk to you. Um, it's also just like a, Oh my gosh, I'm starstruck, you know, and I don't want to like fumble over my words. And, um, I remember every time Karch would talk to me, I would immediately after call my college coach and be like, you're never going to believe you just talked to me. <laughs> um, and so that was always really exciting. Cool. Uh, so yeah, obviously this whole, the women's national team program, open program is for those women to earn a spot in the national team gym, uh, to represent their country. What, what is that culture, the U S women's national team culture, uh, and that culture in the gym? Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, I think, you know, we've worked a lot on building, uh, um, a really strong team culture, especially over the last couple of years leading up to the Olympics. And um, it's definitely a place that's really welcoming. Um, and I don't think I've ever been in such a competitive environment, but it's also an environment where you know that every single teammate has your back and people want to support you and give you confidence and encourage you. And um, everybody's working really hard to be the best teammate possible. And I think that just um, creates this really positive environment um, where you can be vulnerable, but also um, be very, I think, like feisty and aggressive and fight for a spot, but also like not be scared to have like share those feelings of that come with, um, you know, playing in these big tournaments and trying to make rosters. And, you know, of course there's always going to be the times where you don't make a roster and you're crushed and you want your teammates to still be there for you and support you. And so I think you always have somebody that has your back. And I know it's, it's really rare to feel that from, all of your teammates. And mm -hmm. so I think it's really special because you definitely feel the love, but you also feel that competitive nature. Yeah. I definitely saw it firsthand in Tokyo when I went to a couple of your practices at the end, uh, I was responsible for the men's team. So I wasn't at all of them, but got to see that kind of family yeah. culture. Um, we actually talked to Karch a few episodes back on the podcast and it wasn't just the 12 there, you know, you, right. I think you said 23 strong mm -hmm. yeah. back home. So you can definitely feel that culture when you talk to Karch and, and certainly when we talk to you as well. Yeah. yeah really cool. Um, what, what's some advice for, you know, a young girl out there who, you know, might dream of playing in the Olympics or dream of playing for Team USA or, or even just college. Mm -hmm. uh, what's some advice for, for someone like that? Um, I feel like the biggest thing is like just dreaming big um, and setting really big goals. And I think that's something that I've been learning to do as I've progressed in my journey and really not being afraid to lean on your support system. I think having a support system is huge and, um, you know, they're going to have your back when times are tough and when you're dealing with injuries or, you know, when you're fighting for playing time. And, um, so I think that would be the biggest thing is, you know, really lean into your support system, um, dream big and don't limit yourself. I think in, and what you think your potential is, because there are going to be people around you that see a lot of potential in you and they're going to um, really push you to bring that out. And so I think lean into that because um, the more you do, you know, the more you're going to be surprised by yourself. I love that. Yeah. Dream big. Yeah. And push yourself. Yeah. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned setting goals just there. You know, obviously we talked earlier about uh, rehab and recovery. That's probably the main focus right mm -hmm. now. But do you have any other goals, uh, personal or with the team uh, for this upcoming season? Yeah, I think um, personally, I just want to get back into a groove and um, just continue to grow as a player. And um, 
really be there for my team in any way that I can. And I think, you know, as a team, it's sort of like a time to reset and regroup and figure out what our goals are. And so I know, you know, we're not satisfied with just ending with an Olympic gold. You know, we want to continue to be successful and continue to make history um, and just continue to grow and get better each and every day at practice and, you know, with each tournament. And so I think that's the biggest thing is we just want to continue to get better and um, just, I guess, like push the envelope for what we we know is possible for us. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly excited to watch you back on the court and Thank you. Uh, continue to see the team get better too. Yeah. Cause you guys were very young in Tokyo too. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of strength in that program, really exciting time yeah. for the program too. Right. Uh, kind of at the end here, just wanted to give you an opportunity to, to share anything that was left on the table or anything. Yeah. Any last words you'd like to have? Um, I don't think I have much. I'm just really excited to be here. And like I said, be that resource for younger players. And so, you know, I've said it probably a million times to them, but I hope that they really do, um, you know, grab that and run with it because I, I know it's not just me. I know there are a lot of other women on the national team who want to help bridge that gap and be that resource and, um, help people just if their dream is to play professionally, you know, we want to help as many young women as we can. And so I think it's a really special opportunity that not a lot of people get to have. So if you have that opportunity and you want to do it, we want to support you. Awesome. Where can people follow you on social media, follow your journey, follow the team's journey? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, <laughs> at JTom with two M's 19. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. You know, I think I'm going to forever and ever and ever and ever in a Sandlot reference here forever be jealous that I missed that interview. You know, it was for a good reason. I had to go coach my club, go team velocity. But I will forever be sad about that because Jordan Thompson is arguably uh, one of my personal favorite players uh, on the women's national team. So the fact that I had to leave early will just never be the same. But. Again, we told we it. told her too before. We were like, oh, my co-host is normally here, and uh, he was here just a few minutes ago, but had to leave, and he's really <laughs> upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I think he was crying. I'm just kidding. I hope you didn't tell. He her was that. crying out the door. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a chance to watch the interviewing again. It's just, just um, an amazing, well-rounded, just wonderful woman from what she does on the court, what she does off the court, what she was able to accomplish in Tokyo and in her professional career has just been flat out amazing too. So I'm really glad that you got the opportunity to do that too. And I just remember just going back on a couple of things she said, just being so excited to come to the open program, being the same gym as a lot of the players that she competed against in college and just having watched them play throughout the season. It definitely brought up, you know, having certain nerves and just knowing how big deal how big of a deal the open program was and what it, you know what memories she had and and you know has being a part of it and seeing it from the other the other side of things now yeah it was cool to hear her talk about it and just to see see her talk about it and the way her like face lit up remembering those moments and some of those highlights uh, obviously the food at the u.s olympic and paralympic training center in, in colorado springs uh the food in that cafeteria is amazing top tier, top yeah, tier. Top tier. Uh, but just feeling she remembered feeling just in awe and like starstruck being around a lot of the best collegiate 
volleyball players in the country and the U.S. national team staff, of course, including trying not to fumble her words when Karch would call on her and ask her questions. <laughs> uh, but she gets so excited uh, after she talked to Karch. She, she uh, mentioned she'd call her coach afterward and be like, you'll never believe who I just talked to. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, just cool to hear her talk about that. And again, just see her talk about it. Cause you could tell that there are a lot of good memories there from that experience. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then on the ground, uh, while we were there too, we kind of witnessed her do some Q and A's, uh, with the athletes at the open program this year and was able to talk a lot about volleyball after college, which I think is just so important. And she tries to be you know, a big ambassador for that, uh, tries to bridge that gap gap for those athletes, um, who might not know about it. Cause it's a very unknown yeah. topic playing professionally, uh, what you can do after college. Um, so she talked a lot about that, you know, how to get an agent, um, you know, what countries, what clubs you should play for based on your skill level. Um, just kind of getting more exposure and growth, um, as you go through that journey and just the day-to-day life of a professional volleyball player, um, as well. But yeah, I thought that was really cool that she mentioned that and was able to talk to those athletes about that. Absolutely. Like, you know, just very candid, honest conversation about, you know, there's a lot of gray area in this and there's just a lot, no matter how much research you do, there's so much more that, you know, a lot of people don't even know. And it really depends on the country you're interested in and, you know, what country you actually land in what team you land on and, you know, what goes into that. So there's so many deliverables that she, you know, just kind of briefly touched on, but are so important in that. And, you know, hopefully that's, it was very insightful to, you know, hopefuls and, you know, players getting ready to play overseas for their first year. And they, they're kind of learning that pathway and that bridge on what to do it leads to a lot more success and happiness throughout playing overseas. And, you know, disperse of many great seasons, but really good, you know, just kind of hearing from her overall there. And uh, also, you know, how she just kind of talked about uh, Tokyo Gold uh, in general, uh, which is just, again, so sad I missed it, but also just good to hear it too. Just, just a few days for the gold medal match, you know, she talked about journaling in her room and what she envisioned with her and her teammates and, you know, how they're holding hands on the podium and, you know, just scene for scene. How she just took time to reflect on all the people who helped her get there and to that moment. And at the Olympics, she hoped uh, to make them proud. And I can guarantee she definitely did. And, uh, she also named off a few of some of those people like her, her first head coach uh, in high school, Jackie, uh, who was, uh, you know, one of the first who saw her potential in her and, you know, poured a lot into her development and her love of, for the game of volleyball on and off the court. A lot of her colleagues who helped uh, send her to the open program and get into the USA volleyball pipeline. And lastly, of course, her family and especially her grandma. And, you know, Steven, you were there live to hear that story. Somebody kicked that one over mm-hmm. to you to let you, you know, <laughs> definitely explain that but a, a, such an amazing story yeah that was that had me in tears too um just because it was just so heartwarming uh to hear that story and a little there was a little bit more to it that wasn't in the interview uh, our interview for the podcast we actually did another interview later on for uh, a path to the podium series video that will be released later on at a later date but she you know, talked about her grandmother who passed away in 2015 and how she always said that she was going to be at the Olympics. She was going to be on the Olympic team. And Jordan would just say, you're crazy. Like, (laughs) 
you don't know what you're talking about, Grandma. Uh, but that, you know, that happened. And what she said in the other interview, the Path to the Podium interview, she told Karch that when she first got into the gym and had one of those, one of her first uh, briefings with Karch, um, talked about her grandmother and how she always used to say that, that she would make the Olympic team. And Jordan told Karch that she was going to make the decision hard on him. She was going to make him want to pick her for the team. Um, and she was like, I don't, it's whether it's Tokyo, whether it's Paris, whether it's LA, I'm going to be on the Olympic team and comes time to name the roster. And Karch sits down with Jordan and he says, your grandmother was right. You're going to be on the Olympic team. And that, when she said that, uh, in that other interview, that just, that got me. <laughs> that was so cool. And now listening to it, such like, wow. a cool, yeah. Yeah. Just such a cool full circle moment, um, for Jordan and, and for Karch to, uh, to remember that and to bring that back to her was just really cool. And just kind of a testament to who Karch is as a coach. Absolutely. Side note, Karch did, uh, say hi to me by name and you know, <laughs> our only what face-to-face interaction was on this podcast. And I'm really glad he got a chance to, you know, do that. You know, it's a big deal. And it just really shows that he remembers the little things and, you know, Jordan Thompson being such an explosive and important asset to the women's national team. Now it really just, it puts it all into play and, you know, she's definitely done way more than in her spot. And, you know, she's got a literally just a whole, city her whole family her all of her loved ones are behind her and so many fans that just are in just the utmost highest praise that you know she was able to rep in tokyo in 2020 and bring home Mm -hmm. a medal for sure yeah yeah uh yeah just a great conversation with jordan um definitely we always say it but we're definitely up to bring her back on for another episode or podcast promo or something like she was just so great to talk to um and just a great person uh, in general so thank you again to jordan for for joining us for taking the time to sit down with me for that conversation for the podcast uh we're definitely definitely excited to see her and the rest of the u.s women's national team back on the court very soon of course listeners if you want to see the team in person tickets are on sale for the 2022 volleyball nations league week one preliminary round on may 31st through june 5th at brookshire grocery arena in shreveport Bossier city uh louisiana the tokyo olympic gold medalists and now three-time vnl champions will in the VNL has only been around three years. They've won every single one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. a big deal, guys. That's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, they will host Brazil, Canada, Dominican Republic, Germany, Japan, Korea, and Poland. Top competition uh, from teams around the world. So this is your chance to see your favorite players compete against the best in the world. So go to usavolleyball.org for more information and get your tickets today. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the good part. I'm just kidding. I'm still sad about that interview. All right, I'm done talking about it. I'm done. But, <laughs> now it's in the past, more, Clarence. It's in the past. <laughs> now on the more upcoming events, um, as you guys already know, registration is now live for the 2022 Girls 18s Junior Nationals. Also, the Girls Junior Nationals, uh, U17 and below, Boys Junior Nationals, and Open Nationals for you adult volleyball players out there looking to have some fun and compete register for open that's my personal plug because i'm running open so yeah do it right now uh head over to usavolleyball.org today and register asap also usa volleyball beach store continues as we have a few events coming up this month and there's a lot of time to register still time so make sure you do so list of qualifiers coming up we have the lone star classic girls qualifier april 9th through the 11th and April 15th through the 17th in Stevens' hometown, Dallas, and in Austin, Texas. <laughs> we also have the Lone Star ASC Sand April BRQ number two, April 9th in Cedar Park, Texas. Coming after that, we have the North Texas Mad Sand April Beach Regional Qualifier number one, April 9th in Plano, Texas. Right after that following, we have the, again, another North Texas Mad Sand April BRQ number two, April 17th, again, in Plano, Texas. Once again, good luck to everyone competing in the tour. Good uh, good luck to those who, you know, are thinking about competing or competing and are, are, have already earned bids to junior nationals this year. Uh, if you want to, you can learn more about the USA Volleyball Beach Tour and other upcoming events at usavolleyball.org. It's indoor qualifier season and oh, bid yeah. tournament season, Clarence. The upcoming tournaments include the Red Rock Rave Girls Qualifier April 8th through the 10th in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Show Me Girls Qualifier April 9th through the 11th and what, what? April 15th through the 17th in Kansas I'll City, Missouri. There, uh, Clarence. I'll be there April 9th, April 9th through the 11th. Weekend there one. You go. See you there. I got $100. I'm just kidding. I don't. I'm just Go kidding. Find Clarence. He has guys. $100 for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Big South Girls Qualifier, April 15th through the 17th in Atlanta, Georgia. The Windy City Girls Qualifier, April 15th through the 17th in Chicago, Illinois. The Northeast Girls Qualifier, week two, April 16th through the 18th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Good luck to everyone competing, and you can check out more upcoming events and information at usavolleyball.org. And big, big shout-out and thank you to all the USA Volleyball regions working hard every weekend to put on those events for USAV membership across the country. Uh, your hard work does not go unnoticed. Thank you so much. It takes a village and it takes several to make USA Volleyball happen, especially across all of our 40 regions across the board. It's not easy. So we do appreciate you guys. So we hope, you know, you 40 regions also listen to our show. <laughs> but a reminder, you guys, listeners, you guys can rate, review, share with your friends, family, teammates, loved ones, cousins, aunties, uncles, whoever you need to help make our podcast grow and reach new listeners. Again, we always see the support come through. Every single week that we launch a new episode, we're seeing the downloads increase. We're seeing uh, more people talking about it and hearing about it and more comments across social media. And it's it's probably one of the most heartwarming things we can ever, you know, kind of experience with this podcast. And, you know, we all thank you guys for being friends at the pod and listening and sharing across the board. So big thank you and shout out to all of you guys. Um, you can also chat with us. I know you want to. You haven't yet, but you still can. Uh, or maybe you just know of a club that should be featured or, you know, anyone you want to hear on the podcast. Just drop, drop us a line. Let us know. You can email us at the USAV show at USAV. 
www.thinkingmedia.org. Leave us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And again, let us know about any future topics or guests that you want us to have on the show. We have episodes dropping every other Wednesday, just for a reminder, but you already know. And again, thank you all again for listening to the USA Volleyball Show. We are the official the officially official 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 podcast of usa volleyball this has been the usa volleyball show with clarence hughes and stephen munson produced by curtis ward our content producers are kyle Scholzen and laura fawcett if you enjoyed this podcast be sure to rate and review and if you haven't already please subscribe to the usa volleyball show on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts 